Yes, this is it. We're back. We are here together through this magic of the internet. Hello to you wherever you are. I am Andy Blackshire, and I am the host of the Standing Shoeless podcast. And yeah, this is episode, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Episode eight. Yep, I've got that down right. And it's titled... (laughs) It's titled Daddy Watch This. So here's the story. I have uh, I have been hearing Daddy Watch This an awful lot lately. Uh, here about a month ago we had spring break and that was an especially big time for Daddy Watch This. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and I was blessed to be able to spend uh, more time than normal at home and around those kiddos during spring break. Uh, I wasn't off entirely, but got to be around a lot more. And over and over and over, uh, just because of the time they got to spend together and the time they got to spend creating things and working on things in their own rooms and thinking up things that we could do together, they said even more than normal, Daddy, watch this. You gotta love spring break. I mean, these kids are so creative, and they're into all kinds of things. They, I mean, we had these treasure hunts. They would put these treasure hunts together for, for myself and and uh, their mom to to walk through, and we we would walk through these treasure hunts together, or they would want us to put a treasure hunt together for them. And sometimes they'd flip the script there. Where they put them on for each other. There was, uh, we made French bread pizza one day during spring break. Um, they made a zoo in the living room. That was one of my favorites. Brought out stuffed animals and put them all in different parts of the living room and used uh, blankets and pillows and things to kind of make little enclosures and stuff. Yeah, zoo in the living room. Uh, we were watching a whole lot of March Madness at this time. So the tournament had just kind of kicked off and. And, uh, yeah, watching all the basketball. Played a lot of Uno. Played a lot of Legos. And I got a chance to see Lego worlds that changed overnight. You know, just spending a few minutes or hours away from them while they're playing. And then sometimes the whole Lego world changes. Um, that's exciting to watch them playing with that. Uh, the, the store that they put in the living room. So when the zoo was done, they brought a bunch of stuff out and had stuff for sale at their store. And, uh, oh goodness, the Indiana Jones stunt show. So we'd just been to Disney World relatively recently and and they loved the Indiana Jones stunt show. And so, of course, the eight and five-year-old boys think to themselves, well, a great a great thing to do would be to put on a stunt show at home because we're not usually allowed to do some of those things with the pillows and and uh, and the blankets and jumping around all over the furniture and things. But if it's for the sake of a stunt show, I bet Mommy and Daddy would let us do a little more. So they push the envelope with the stunt show. But But in all of this, over and over and over, everything that's going on, I'm hearing the same line repeated over and over and over. Daddy, watch... This. Daddy, watch this. 
Daddy, watch this. Look at the stunt show. Look, uh, he's going to do a new one. Daddy, watch this. I'm going to do a new one. Uh, Daddy, watch this. The Legos. I built this new Lego thing, and, and it was changed completely. Or, or Daddy, watch this replay. You know, the, the basketball player just dunked it after you know jumping from the free throw line. Or Daddy, watch this. Uh, the 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 pizza that I I made. It's the cheese is baking in the oven. Daddy, watch. Daddy, watch. Over and over and over again. Yeah. That is such a cool phrase. Such a cool phrase. I was talking to a friend of mine about Daddy Watch This. And and I said, you know, sometimes I feel bad because I can't always watch, right? I can't always watch. So even when they say Daddy Watch This, sometimes my answer is, mm, not right now, buddy. And I really do want to watch because I know that whatever it is that they're saying, that's important to them. They don't say it about everything, right? And uh, and sometimes, sometimes I f- hear myself and I feel myself saying, I can't do that right now. Nope, not right now. Sorry, not right now. Nope, nope. Over and over. And then I start to feel really bad that they have to even ask me to watch because, I mean, they mean the world to me, right? And so if I'm their daddy... And they mean the world to me. Shouldn't I always be watching what they're doing? Don't I always want to know what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus in Matthew 6, in verse 21, he he puts it this way. And this is out of the message paraphrase. He talks about this. He says, the place where your treasure is. It's the place where you will most want to be and end up being. The place where your treasure is, that's the place where you'll most want to be and end up being. And that verse really came to mind as we were spending all this time at home and and I'm hearing over and over, Daddy, watch this. And there were things that I needed to do sometimes, right? There were things I needed to do, things I had to get done. Places I had to be, people I needed to see, and all along, where did my heart really want to be? Where where did my heart really want to be? It was with my treasures. My treasures who kept asking, Daddy, watch this. Yeah. I've got this uh, jar of marbles. You can't see it, but you can hear it, right? Uh, it's a jar. It's, I don't know, it's probably like half-gallon jar, and it is about half full of marbles right now, and the marbles, I got this a while back, uh, the marbles each represent one week, and so there are uh, one week's worth of marbles in this jar for every week that we have left, that Kristen and I have left, to spend with our oldest child before he is no longer in our home, and I can tell you... This this uh, jar started with an awful lot of marbles in it. I mean, it looked like there were just tons of marbles in there, and now it is only half full. He's eight, and it's only about half full. Yeah. And um, I counted these up one time, and I think if my count was correct, and 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 it should be right, I should have the right number of marbles in there. My count was correct, then we're somewhere in the range when I'm recording this of like 565 marbles left in there. Every week I pull a marble out, uh, or two or three if I forget, right? 
but I try to catch up and pull a marble out. And it's a nice visual reminder of how much longer we have with our treasures. Uh, I keep this marble jar, it's either out on my desk or, or sometimes I move it up and put it uh, near the window of my office. But it's that visual reminder and that every week, that habit to remind me of how important my treasures are in my life. Yeah. Some of my treasures speak up really, really well. My kids don't have a problem, right? Jumping up and saying, Daddy, watch this. But not all treasures speak up quite so well. Uh, In fact, some rarely speak up. So, I mean, I've been telling you about my story and my treasures in my life, uh, my wife and kids, and I, I don't know what those are for you, right? Your treasures may be something completely different. But but what are they? Because you you got to know what your treasures are so that you can make sure and protect them, and not just protect them, but value them and treasure them for the treasure they truly are. And, and I think sometimes it can be easy to take for granted the things that we treasure most in our lives, the, the people that we treasure most in our lives, especially when we have so many other things that clamor for our attention in this world. Uh, for me, I, I, am, I am so, see, here's my personality, I am so good at being present in the moment that I'm in and being in the place that I'm in and with the people that I'm with that I don't I don't often think about those who aren't in the room or um, or what might be going on in someone else's life somewhere else without a little extra help, without a reminder, without something else to remind me to think about those things because I am so present with whoever is there and whatever is going on at the moment. I don't know what that's like for you, but sometimes that can make it hard to keep our values and our treasures in the right order. Hmm. For a lot of people, the de facto treasure, right, or the de facto, this is what I'm going to give my life to, ends up being work. Because in American society, in our society, we... We value work, and we have a strong work ethic, right? Everyone's supposed to have this strong work ethic. We treasure work. We've been taught to treasure work. We've been taught that if you don't work, you are less than. And so work makes you greater than. And so work is where you ought to be. And friends, I'm not sure that that any of that is biblical, that's for sure. Um. I told you back in episode three, I think it was, about uh, the, the desk that I have in my office and, and the man who gave that to me. His name was Brent Musto. And, and he had this saying, and he would repeat it over and over again. And it was because of things that he had allowed to happen in his life that he repeated this phrase to me over and over again. And he said, Andy, the church will always ask more than you can give. And it's all good because it's all God. And you can substitute any, whatever your line of work is. I'm guessing that it'll resonate with you. I wonder if it does. But for me, 
The church will always ask more than you can give, and it's all good because it's all about God. Uh, so I don't know what you do for a living. Maybe you, you, uh, I don't know. We've, we've got these folks out in front of our house constantly who are working on uh, electric lines and phone lines and, and the internet lines. And so maybe you, maybe you repair electrical lines for a living. And so, yeah, maybe the, the electrical lines will always, the electric company is always going to ask more than you can give and, it's always good because, you know, people need electricity, right? Whatever it is that you're in, whatever line of work, it's easy to get sucked into a place where we feel like that we are the only ones who can meet that need. And then and then it's pretty easy for the thing that we're doing because we think it it's helpful to others and because it actually is helpful to others. We can easily get into a place where that very thing becomes an addiction that we have to deal with. Oh, and I know I know some of you are going to bristle at that and be like, no, I mean, I am a helper. I, help is what I do. Help is not an addiction. It's never an addiction. It is the way that life is supposed to be, and that is what I'm all about. And what I am supposed to be is the one who does the helping, who helps others and puts myself aside, and at the very least, helping your treasures, right? Uh, those people that you treasure most that mean the most to you in your life. That's what I'll sacrifice for. That is what I will self-sacrifice for. And that, no, that's that's a good thing. Here's the deal. There's one thing to give of yourself and, and to be a giving person, and it's another to be a martyr. And so often I meet people who, who for whatever reason, they they just start to feel like the expectation on their life is that they let their life crash and burn if that's what it takes so that they can get this other thing off the ground or help this other person or this other situation or this cause that they believe in so much and you know there's a lot of oh um we revere that kind of action right we honor it we we lift it up as the ideal, and at the same time, uh, I don't think martyrdom is what God asks of you and of me. I mean, Jesus did that for us already. You know, they say that in case of loss of cabin pressure when you're flying in an airplane, that there's going to be these oxygen masks that fall from the ceiling, Right? And always, 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 always in the instructions that the flight attendants read, whether they're doing it in kind of a fun, joking way or a super serious way, they always tell you the same thing. If that happens, you you got to put your mask on first before you can help others. Uh, there's a, a lot of people who tell me, well, I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve and, and that's great. But you can't pump blood when your heart is out on your sleeve. It's got to be in the right place, right? There's only so long we can do that. Um, I was I was doing a little reading the other day, and I, I found out, uh, talking about transplants, and I found out that you know, different organs can survive for different lengths of time when they're waiting to be transplanted, and, and a heart can only survive at, at most, they usually estimate, about four hours outside of the body. Just four hours. And so that made me think about how often 
we are asked to put our own hearts outside of whatever life is drawing us to and calling us into and and telling us whatever the world is telling us this is your responsibility this is what you've got to get done this is where you have to be this is who you have to save this is how you've got to live that when the world tells us that remember our hearts can only survive four hours outside of our body i think a lot of us go through life with our heart out of place for a whole lot longer than that. It's about getting things in the right order. So I don't know what the right order is for you, but I'm going to suggest, um, just share with you what, what I think mine is. And, and so this goes back to the whole treasures idea and, 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 and who and what I am for. And, here, here it is. So I think number one for me always has to be, always has been my relationship with God. And not just God who sustains me or or keeps me safe or, you know, who I retreat into when things get tough, but but God who forces me to grow, who forces me to examine myself. My relationship with God causes me to reevaluate and reexamine my own priorities, my my hopes and dreams. Um, gosh, I, my relationship with God is a relationship that causes me to grow, and I, I, I hope that for you as well. Then the second thing is uh, yourself. So for me, it's, it's me, right? Uh, I've got to be healthy, uh, and not in a selfish way. I just I have to be healthy to be able to help others, and I know that. And I know that there's a whole lot more harm than good that can be done when I am not personally well, uh, whether literally physically well or or um, or emotionally, spiritually, um, all, all the other ways that we can be out of alignment. And then and then the third thing on my list, my my treasure number three. And I say this with a glowing smile on my face, um, but they're third place, right? Uh, is my family. Yeah. My family and the people who are closest to me, uh, the people that God has uniquely given me, the ones that often step up and say, Daddy, watch this. Yeah. Daddy, watch this. Yeah, they are so important, such treasures to me, and and they're they're number three. And then and then last, um, I mean, I treasure and value and, and want to to pour into others as well. Number four, others. And and when when I am at my best in all those three other areas, when they are all in the right order, when I when I really am putting God first in my life, when I am taking care of myself, and when I am pouring into my treasures in my personal life, I am so much better at being there for others. Oh, I cannot tell you how many times in my life I can look back and see that the reason that I wasn't there for someone else the way that maybe they or I had hoped that I would have been was because I had one of those three priorities above it out of order. Yeah, or it was missing from my priorities all together. So I, I wonder where you see yourself in this today. 
Yeah, I wonder wonder if you feel like you are in order, if you are in balance, if your life is is sitting in a place right now, or gosh, I hope it's not sitting. I hope you're moving. I hope that your journey and the part of the journey that you find yourself on right now is a part that feels like it's headed in the right direction, at the right time, in the right way, in the right order. And that doesn't mean everything's going to work out or be super easy all the time or that things are just going to fall into place. No, often that means that things are just as chaotic and crazy and that your patience gets tested and and you start to wonder why other people can act the way that they're acting and 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 why does it happen to have to happen to me and and why can't they just figure this out a little bit quicker and move on to that and why did they have to say that and why do they have to ask this of me and doesn't mean those feelings go away. It doesn't mean those questions go away. No. No, but you know what? When those priorities, when your treasures are in the right order, when they are all there, then it sure does make the anxieties of the other problems of life a whole lot easier to walk with. That's what I've got for you today.